Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott with you. We are going to tell you that the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 9990 Jasper Avenue. All right, here's the deal. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, but not before I read this text because it made me laugh and I needed to laugh and now I just got to find it. Uh, where, where it is. There it is right there. Uh, Bob, do you remember when SCTV did the Sex Pistols parody? It was called I Hate the Queen, and they were on Mel's Rockpile. <laughs> I, I remember Mel's Rockpile. I don't, I don't remember the Sex Pistols parody. Uh, anyhow, you know what? People love the Queen. And I think people love the Queen more after the Crown came out. Like I thought that was a pretty, pretty good show. Uh, Mark Spector will never be crowned anything special in his life, and he was also wondering why we were preempted yesterday. But we welcome back to the show. Where did Speck go? Oh, there he is. Hey, Speck, how you doing? Not so bad, Bobby. How are you doing? Good. For the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, Mark Spector presenting live thoroughbred racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Parking and admission are free. For more info, head to thehorses.com. All right, Spec. Uh, yeah, we were preempted yesterday. I mean, what a spectacular life Queen Elizabeth had, eh? Yeah, well, 70 years on the throne. That's uh <laughs> Holy man. It's actually going to be kind of weird talking about a king. Like, there's never been a king in our lifetime. I hear they have to change it, uh, and this isn't a joke. It's now going to be the Court of Kings. Yes, yes. Right? Oh, yeah. All of those things are completely foreign to me like i've in my lifetime there's been a queen on the on our bills and it's been court of queen's bench and it's about queens so uh, i guess the next couple in line for the throne are also kings so i guess we've got to change that bobby there you go all right uh 70 plus that's i mean think about that for a sec i, I think it's like 14 uh u.s presidents and 15 british prime ministers that's i'm I mean, it puts things in perspective on the on the frailty of uh, an athlete's career spec. Like we think of, like we think of Gordy Howe playing until he was fifty-two. Like that's a long, long time to play, right? Yes. But um, and I do think it's possible that a guy like Connor McDavid would be a really good player because of his skating ability into his late thirties and early forties. But you, you look at the precipitous drop-off, and it might have been a little bit self-induced, but, uh, you know, I was talking about, uh, you know, God Save the Queen being sung at the 86 World Cup when England played Argentina, and at that time, Maradona was unequivocally the greatest player in the world in, in football, in your, in, you know, in, in soccer, and, and he dropped off quite substantially over the next five to six years, right? So Did you say it might have been self-induced, Bob? Is that what you well, just said? I, I'm trying to be, you know. <laughs> Come on, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, listen, it's not. You listen, you'll never hear me say anything negative about Mr. Hockey, Gordie Howe. Uh, but I will say to you that had Gordie Howe begun his career in 2015, uh, he probably wouldn't be playing until he's 50. Today's players are different. The game is way faster. The drop-off is happens quicker. You know, you lose a half a step today and you can't make the team anymore. So uh, it's just a different time. Carney McDavid, if he gets a half a step slower, he'll still be able to play. 
because that's how fast he is. It's really about our games become about skating. If you can't skate, you can play, and as long as you can skate, no reason you can't play. Mark in St. Albert has referenced Andresito's text out of Nelson, B.C. before we went to break. Stoffer, somebody told me the last time they saw you in a Speedo was in 1988 when you worked at Goose Looney's as a bouncer. Uh, is, why didn't you have a tilt with Probert? That one comes to us from Mark and St. Albert. All right, a couple things there. First of all, I never worked as a bouncer um, at uh, at Goose Looney's. The best I never ba- saw a bouncer wearing a Speedo either. No, uh, and the best bouncer spec, as you know, uh, were the guys that never had to fight. Because they could, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, the best police officers are often experienced and don't overreact. You know, that have the best customer, not, not customer, but they have a job and they have a good working relationship with the public and don't overreact to situations and... Hey, dude, slow down. You know what I mean? Like, those are the best guys, right? So, and the best bouncers are the guys that uh, decelerate the situations. Um, they're, you know, what was the name of the character in Roadhouse? Patrick Swayze's character? Dalton something? Yeah. yeah. And Dan Baker from Pub 1905 bore a striking rese- resemblance to him, a bigger version. Uh, anyhow, uh, so yeah, I, it's been a lot. Uh, did you used to sport the Speedo back in the day, Spec? No, well, back when everyone wore a Speedo in the late early, 70s, early 80s, early I would have had 80s. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Of course you did, but a guy wouldn't be caught in one now. <laughs> no, no <laughs> chance. Stoney says, I get seriously stupid with Spectre on. Who are we kidding? That one comes to us from Stoney. That's a little harsh, Stoney. Where's the love? You know, it's a Friday. Let's, let's have some fun with it. Mark, it's an interesting time. Like, we're sitting here discussing the merits of the Maple Leafs getting Zach Aston Reese on a BTO. Which, and I guess it's because that's where we're down to, right? We're, we're closing in here. Next week is going to be the uh, the rookie tournament out in Penticton, and then the Oilers uh, get going for real training camp the week after. And, you know, yes, Apollo. Were you down there today, by the way? Yes, Apollo. We ended up showing up today. Yeah, he was there today. Uh, a whole bunch of uh, regulars were there today. I had a chance to speak, a uh, nice long chat with Jack Campbell. And Leon Dreisaitl came up and met with the media. So that was uh, quite nice to see them again. And, you know, you see a different Leon than you used to see in the, this time of year, for sure. He's a little more, he's calm. He's a veteran now. He's, you know, he's not trying to win the, make the playoffs here in uh early September. He's pretty chilled. Uh, he's turning into a veteran player. That's what I noticed. Yeah. Well, maybe the writers are going easier on him too, Spack. You think that's what it is? <laughs> no. Uh, same, as he says, it's the same questions every time. So, <laughs> But you know what? These guys have been through some stuff. This is the difference with this Oilers team, Bob, is, is Jack Campbell's not coming in here to save the day. He's just coming in here to be another good part of a team that can win. Leon Dreisaitl, you know, he's been through the ups and downs. He said today, he said, hey, we all thought we were going to be great after that run in 2017. We missed the playoffs next year. So they've been through some stuff here. They've, they're experienced now. Their best players aren't 21 anymore. Uh, that is what makes me the most bullish on the Edmonton Oilers is their best guys are now experienced and they're smart and they've been through some things. And now, I mean, let's face it, Connor McDavid is what, 25? Um, Leon's 26 and, and Darnell's 27. 
Right. So they are right in the early years of their prime and ready to go. And they're supported up front, not just by Nugent Hopkins now, but Hyman and Kane. These these are caliber players, you know, higher caliber players. They've got a plethora of young defensemen. The, the general manager added another veteran D. And I do think, Mark, it's possible we'll see a right shot brought in on a PTO just for just to provide a little bit more flexibility and options to the Oilers through training camp in, in the early preseason. And we'll see where it goes. And the thing about Ken Holland, Mark, he, you know what? He's a nice man, and he's not bringing in six PTOs and then releasing them all. You know what I mean? You got a chance, you got a legitimate chance to make the team if you come in. Yeah, they're, they're still a little light on right wing. And, you know, I haven't had the conversation with Jay Woodcroft yet, but, I'm, I, you know, we both know Jay a little bit, and he'll see it the same way we all see it. There's two ways to put your lines together here. Either you pile a bunch of guys in your top six, or you go with duos, and, you, you know, you run Ryan Nugent Hopkins as your third-line center. But I think they're a right winger away from being able to do that at this point. I think they need, you know, they need to find David and Kane that, you know, that, that guy that was, oh gosh, I don't know. You know, the guys they've run in with Crosby in Pittsburgh for so many years, they keep coming up with some guy you never heard of who ends up doing pretty well in that spot over the years, right? Well, I mean, they had Dupuy and Talbot uh, when Sid won his first cup. And, uh, and, you know, then, you know, then guys like Gunsel, who's in fairness, he's a really good player. Like he's he he's a forty now. he is he's, he's a forty for sure. right forty goal scorer and and I mean even even we we talked a bit about Rodriguez and people keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line about Rodriguez I'm led to believe and if my information is correct on this that he has a deal somebody has told him we'll pay you two million bucks to come in uh, because that is what I'm hearing the camp uh, you know indirectly not from the Oilers organization mind you but from another club saying well we've looked at him and. You know, it's so, and I know because there was a lot of people, Mark, that were thinking maybe Vancouver and Calgary. Uh, both those organizations were looking uh, at Evan Rodriguez. So Calgary won the Pacific Division last year, Mark. I don't know if they it's possible for them to have as good a year in the regular season. I think they might be. I was talking to a, a Hall of Famer uh, this morning, and he said that he thinks Calgary's better than they were last year. That the the Uyghur addition over at Branson, big upgrade. They'll be fine losing Kachuk and Gridrow, but you know, obviously getting Nazem Kadri was a game changer. How good of a team do you think Vancouver's going to have under Bruce Boudreau, who's got a history of making the playoffs? Well, he coaches his teams up, right? That's what Bruce Boudreau has always done. I, th- I think that uh, Vancouver has a, has a competitive team. They'll beat you on any night. I don't think that they're ready to be a better team in the playoffs than either Edmonton or Calgary. I don't think they'll have a better regular. You know, I think they're they're shooting for third place in the division. Uh, but they'll they're good enough now that they can knock you off on any night. They're not. It's not an easy trip into Vancouver. But you know their best players are still young and haven't accomplished much, right? Their defense—I don't like their defense much, Bob. You know they got Quinn Hughes and a bunch of guys. Uh, I like Tyler Myers, but not what's he making? Five million bucks. Uh, I, I, I always say of Vancouver, they got Quinn Hughes. He can play 24 minutes, but they don't have a guy that can play 24 minutes with them. So you know, and they got Demko, who could well be the best goalie in the in the division, Bob. So, you know, they're always going to have a chance, right? Yeah. They're always going to have a chance. You know what, uh, Speck? I got 
I got Vancouver as a playoff team. Like, and I know everybody, while well, Bob Vegas is going to bounce back. I'm not sure they're going to. Maybe I'm going to be completely wrong. Uh, where's LA going to be in the mix in the Pacific Division? Well, there you go. Like, there's always going to be five teams that you think are playoff teams, and only four get to make it in a normal year. Uh, I don't see the Pacific Division coming out with five playoff teams this year. So, uh, how can you look at the LA Kings and the performance they had? I mean, they darn near beat Edmonton in the playoffs last year. How can you not think that they're going to take a little bit of a step forward? Right? You know, we again, I referenced the 17, 18 Oilers. We thought they were going to take a step forward, and they didn't. So it's always possible. But when I look at the Kings, I have to pick them to be a playoff team. Bob, don't you? Yeah, I've got LA all day as a playoff team. So you're taking, you're saying that Vegas is on the outside. I'm saying Vegas is going to miss. I'm saying it's going to be Edmonton, Calgary, LA, and Vancouver in the playoffs. Okay. I'm not betting against Bruce Boudreaux. I think he's 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 had a consistent reoccurring theme during the course. He gets his team in the playoffs. I think he creates an environment as a coach where the players know they're supported. There's not an adversarial relationship there, and and maybe he doesn't step on the gas enough come playoff time. You know, he's a player's coach. Guys play for him. So I think they're going to, you know, I, and, and they've got a good goalie. I know they're a little light on the back end, but I think they got a good goalie. So They're light on the back end for sure, and they have a really good goalie for sure, Bob. Demko, uh, I take Demko on my team all day long. Yeah. So we're joined right now by Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. All right, Mark, we're going to get you to, uh, you know what, uh, NCAA college football is going now. And I know that I'm meeting a couple of fellas tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. to go watch uh, Alabama and Texas. The NFL got started last night. The Buffalo Bills, who a lot of people uh, really, really like, uh, just shellacked the defending uh, Super Bowl champion Rams. Wow. Uh, and uh, and it's, the opening kickoff drove that thing right down LA's throat and walked into the end zone wide open. Uh, that set the tone for the whole ball game to me. They just slapped them in the mouth right off the opening kickoff. Jack and me were listening to Kevin Harlan, who is a fantastic. Uh, broadcaster, by the way, uh, as we were driving into Lloyd last night. Uh, very quickly, uh, the Edmonton Elks have a return engagement uh, against the Calgary Stampeders. Brendan Escott is going to provide us with an update coming down the path at 135. Um, what do you think? 3-9 and nine on the season. Well, they got to figure out a way to, to surprise us in the other direction. Like, this is a team that, that's played you know they got a few things going, and they give you they give you at least two quarters and often three every game, right? This is their thing: is they have a, a desire. They're like every young, maybe not quite good enough team in any sport. They can't give you sixty minutes, and that's what's killing them. I think it was the third quarter in a Labor Day game. Uh, would they give up, Bob? They give up two touchdowns or more, maybe two touchdowns and a field goal, as I recall. Yeah. Anyway, third quarter crushed them in a close game. They don't win. So at some point, you know, I want to say to the team, grow up. But when you have new players in your lineup every week, it's hard for a team to mature. You start, you know, the, the constant turnover works against the team maturing together and, and getting better together because it's a new guy playing next to you every week. So they need to solidify a lineup, and then the lineup they solidify needs to, you know what, grow up a little bit and play consistent pro football here because they show you for three quarters they're a good enough team on a lot of days. But guess what, pal? It's a 60-minute game. So if they don't give you 60 against Calgary, you know, we'll be singing the same tune here, Bob. 
Awesome stuff. Spec, uh, Tuesday, uh, we n- neither you nor me are going to... Uh, what day are you flying to uh, uh, Kelowna then driving into Pentecost? I'm going to go on Wednesday morning. Um, I'm going to go on Wednesday morning to Kelowna. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, you're going to do a segment with me Thursday and Friday. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah. Perfect. All right, Mark, have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, Bobby. You bet. That is Sportsnet Spec Mark Spector. It's 1249 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Derek Scott with you. Guests on orders now. Receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. We will uh, take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hearing some conflicting reports on who won the actual Oilers golf tournament. Uh, So, getting clarification from my ATB source. Craig Simpson, Glenn Gullitson, and Terry O'Flynn, plus a couple others, won the uh, low score. So, no surprise that Terry O'Flynn would... There's a guy that... Well, actually, I'm a little bit surprised because he works pretty hard. I didn't know he had that much time to work on his golf game. Gullitson's an excellent golfer, and uh, Craig Simpson looked terrific. I I saw him Wednesday night. He was was looking good. So, there you go. Uh, It was a a fun time had by all, I'm told, uh, yesterday. Again, uh, Jack and myself were out at Blackhawk. It was great seeing Al Al Prokop out there. Uh, Saw Al a bit Wednesday night as well at the Golden Bears game uh, as a... uh, Beat Grant McEwen the other night, three to two. Let's do this. Uh, special thanks to uh, Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports, who fired off some audio to us uh, from the morning availability today with the other players. And uh, Derek Scott's got it ready to go for us. So we're going to hear it uh, in the next six, about five minutes here from Leon Dreisaitl. Here is Leon Dreisaitl, who scored 55 goals and 110 points last year on playing injured. He says that he thinks it helped his game. I think it, it helped my game a lot, actually. Um, you know, it, it forced me to find different ways of being productive and, and bringing my game to our team and, and, and to the game. Uh, which at first was was hard to figure out, but um, you know you get the hang of it, and uh, I think it just kind of evolves you as a, as a complete hockey player. You know, knowing that there is another game that you can play. You know, that's that's very uh, calming. That's very um, you know exciting. I guess I don't know if exciting is the right word, but um, it feels good to know that that I know that I can play a different different game too and be somewhat successful. He was also asked if the vibe was a little different here. Maybe maybe a little bit, but at the same time, we've done this in 2017, and, and the next year we missed the playoffs, right? So uh, we know how hard it is to get back there. We know what it's like and, and, and uh, how much work you have to put in over 82 games to, to even get a chance. So um, we're starting from game one, uh, and, and we're trying to build our game and get better from there on. And Drysaddle added these comments on most of the team already being uh, back in town now here in the uh, second week of September. 
Yeah, I like it. Um, you know, there's some f uh, familiarity. Um, you know, I think everyone kind of knows where they slot in and, and the, the type of game that we want to play. And, um, you know, sometimes that, that makes things easier, uh, especially at the start of the season. So um, I like it. I like the way our, our, our group looks. And uh, the Oilers have a new goaltender. His name is Jack Campbell. We'll hear more Campbell comments a little bit later on. But Drysaddle, one of the team leaders, had this to say on the Oilers' new guardian. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be really good for us. Um, you know, he's shown it over the last couple of years that, that he can be a, a really good uh, goalie in this league. And, um, you know, he's going he's gonna to be big for us. Um, and obviously as a guy, I think he's very... Uh, very nice. Uh, he's, he's a special human being, so um, we're all very excited to have him around. Yeah, I met him uh, Wednesday night. He is a nice person. Like he, you know, there's just some people that, uh, yeah, like Gene Principe. Gene Principe is a nice guy. You know, he's just he's warm and receptive to everybody, and uh, it's just Gene's nature. And Jack Campbell's a nice guy, no question about it. All right. Uh, a lot of you are saying, well, what's going on with the ankle injury? Try settle had these comments on recovering uh, from uh, the ankle injury that he suffered in the L.A. series during the playoffs. Took a little time, obviously. Um, <clears throat> a little restricted on, on a bunch of things this summer, but, um, you know, obviously you try and work around it as good as you can and get yourself ready for, uh, yeah, two weeks from now. There you go. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Those are comments. Again, thanks to Reed Wilkins, uh, who's got Inside Sports coming up tonight, uh, for taking time to uh, send us in the audio. We'll hear from Jack Campbell at about, uh, probably about 120 on uh, today's edition of Oilers Now. A reminder, all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Uh, James H. Brown, it's just simple. They're the best. They're the best at what they do. They've got over 200 years of experience in injury law. Jim Brown and Trent Brown, a uh, big part of uh, what happens. And we've talked a lot about Trent over the years. And uh, big personality, no question about it. He was at the event on Wednesday night, too. He always makes me chuckle when I see him. Uh, Bob, when are you announcing your lineup of guests for your show for the upcoming season? I'm going to miss Brian Lawton, says the texter. Well, yeah, it looks like Brian, who knows? You never know where Brian may end up, uh, which organization he may end up working for. And CJ in Edmonton's end will announce third week of September after we get back from Penticton, our, our uh, lineup. CJ in Edmonton says, Bob, as a big Ravens fan, I'm getting pretty nervous about Lamar and management not coming to terms on an extension yet. You know what's interesting with Lamar Jackson? He's doing the negotiations. He doesn't have an agent. Uh, I'm a big Lamar fan. I know not everybody loves him, but uh, I think he's an electrifying, exciting player to watch. And part of the reason why we love sport is we love entertainment. He might have passion for a specific sport, but you fell in love with it uh, in many respects because of the entertainment value. And that guy, when it comes to the NFL, is... Uh, you know, as entertaining of a player to watch as there is. Uh, there's no question about that. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Kevin Robertson coming up in the next half hour of the show from the Montreal Canadiens, Fort Saskatchewan product, Kirby Doc. And uh, we'll hear some comments from Jack Campbell. Brendan Escott will slide back into the studio for the final half hour of the show. You're listening to Oilers now.